Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. This week, I'm joined once again by Jack Howard for one of our ever-popular lists, and it's a doozy. With the rise of Skywalker coming out on DVD in April and the dust now settling on that particular Star Wars saga, Jack and I have set ourselves the task of ranking the nine official canon Star Wars movies from the very worst to the very best. It's a crazy mission, but someone had to do it. So sit back and enjoy me and Jack ranking the Star Wars movies worst to best. Star Wars, we've got a list for you. <laughs> so, firstly, parameters. Um, we're talking about canonical, right? Canonical Skywalker saga. Yeah, so nine films. Yep. We're not doing Solo. We can ignore We're that. not doing Rogue One. Mostly been ignored anyway. And sadly, we're not doing Battle for Endor, which I'm disappointed about. We're not doing, you know, Ewok Adventure one or two. We're not doing the, the Star Wars special. Christmas special. That's a, that's because there are songs from that that are going to live with me for a very long time. We're not doing the Clone Wars animation spin-off, um, which I know you, you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I know no, that was I'm a big fan. Big thing for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, big influence. Yeah. So we are just it's 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 the nine. Okay, the so core ones. Now I've. So I've done the I've done my order and I I've done my order too. Well. I've got it here. Don't yeah, okay, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just reading your homework. How long did you spend on it? Well, it was pretty fast because yeah, I knew, me too. It, it was like one of those things. Where there was a cu- there was a couple of little fiddles. There's there's one mm-hmm. there's one thing in there that I think you're gonna you're gonna go. I think as well on a different day I'd flip okay. some some over. Okay. Shall we start from the worst? Yeah, let's go okay. worst up. And okay. I think right now everyone's building their own lists yeah. in their head while they're listening to yeah, this. Yeah. And it's so interesting, actually, when people do... Occasionally this will just go off on Twitter where people do their actual Star Wars rankings. Okay. And the amount of different combinations is boggling to me. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. What's your, what's your bottom one? The worst of all the Star Wars films, Attack of the Clones. Okay. I've got The Phantom Menace at the bottom. Okay. but uh, And the reason why I've got The Phantom Menace at the bottom... Honestly, you could put most of the prequels in any order, and for me, they're just as bad as each other. I just have no interest in them at, at all. But my history with Star Wars, my my introduction to it, was that my dad took me to see The Phantom Menace right. in 1999. When it came out? When I was seven years old, right? I was seven years old in 1999. Does that... You must have been very sweet little seven-year-old. <laughs> well, here we go. So uh, we were in the cinema... And watching... So you never saw Queen? Let me just get no, it right nev- now. You never saw Queen? I wasn't alive no, in the 70s. No. Right? Never saw the Beatles? I was... I never shared the earth with Freddie Mercury. No, okay. I was born in 1992, Mark. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I was in the cinema with my dad, seven years old. Did you go to the loo or anything? Or do you, are you all right? Have you... Right now? Yeah. Well, right, I'll, I'll go after. Okay, fine. Go on. Thanks for checking, though. <laughs> uh, watching The Phantom Menace with my dad... I don't know how far, I don't really remember this, but my dad tells it with such joy. And I, and I hold it with pride that halfway through The Phantom Menace, I turn to my dad and I go, Dad, I've had enough, can we go now? <laughs> and we leave, 
<laughs> the Phantom Menace, and I and I've I've never seen it since. Um, <laughs> you never, ne- no, you never got to the end of it. Never. Well, I've, I've watched bits of the Phantom Menace. Like, yeah, but you never actually I've never watched, watched the, the whole film. Of the Phantom Menace. No, because even from seven years old, I knew, I knew that the prequels weren't weren't good for it weren't it weren't worth my time. Okay, I knew that. So, well, I because we're on Phantom Menace, I've got Phantom Menace as number eight. Yeah, I've got Attack of the Clones, and I'll tell you why they're that way round. Because the Phantom Menace story for me was. I was working at Radio One, the nation's poptastic radio station, and we had a big competition to take a Star Wars fanatic to Los Angeles to wow. see the first of the things. And this guy, in order to win, he basically, you know, he he had to get, he had to know everything about Star Wars, and he won. And we took him out to Los Angeles to the premiere, man's Chinese, mm-hmm. you know, big big deal. And uh, and he, we drove him from the motel to the thing in a limousine. There was all this stuff. We were out there for like a few days doing this stuff. And it, I sat there and watched the film. Thought this is, but it was at the very beginning, opening scroll, which was in the year Thridley Blong with the tax wars. You go, this yeah. is about your tax returns. Yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of it. There's a scroll. That, what's, what? And this then we is already dull. <laughs> we came out at the end of the film, and this guy who was the biggest Star Wars fan who'd never oh. been to Los Angeles in his life went, um, it's, it's okay. Oh, we wow. go, come on, what's your reaction? It's, you could just, honestly, it was like it was. You could just the disappointment yeah. on his face, and um, and I and I I've told this story before. Friedkin was in the screening, and he fell asleep and snored, yeah, very loud at the premiere. At the premiere, brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and so, it's, it's obviously like it's been talked about forever, but like it's full of racism and stereotypes. Well, it's full of Jar Jar Binks. Uh, yeah, and that. Yeah. Sorry, who's that? Are you sir? I'm Padme. Lisa Jaja Binks. You're a Gungan, aren't you? Uh-huh. How'd you end up here with us? My long no. Lisa day starting pity orky day with the brisky morning munchin, then boom! Getting very scared and grabbing that Jedi and pow! Lisa here. But it's, it's it's also full of little boysy going yippee yeah and, and, and in the fan in the fandom edit they take all that out they mm-hmm. take out Jar Jar Binks and they right. take out things okay and, so, and every location CGI like yeah. everything's green screen and blue screen every it's, story point is not interesting every every shot is still <laughs> and then every action scene is whoa <laughs> oh pod racing yeah that's great yeah, yeah. No, yeah okay not. so have you got it's Attack of the Clones number. Yeah, so Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Okay, so wait, 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 then... wait, 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 for fine. So, okay, so that's nine and eight. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, this is where I may be surprised. Okay, yeah, number seven. Number seven, I've got Revenge of the Sith. And I assume you, let me guess, I assume you have got The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I... Well chosen. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and this is a really odd thing to say because I like The Rise of Skywalker, okay? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. But it's pants. It is. And the reason it's pants... It's a slap in the face. ...is because... It, and I'm sorry, you know, we've done this before, but, you know, this is plot spoiler-tastic. It's because it undoes everything that The Last Jedi did that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And although I thought Rise of Skywalker was terrifically good fun, it is essentially nonsense. Yeah, I, I think that... I've got a lot of opinions about The Rise of Skywalker, and we won't spend all our time on it. But Rise of Skywalker, I was I couldn't invest in it. I, I was like objectively watching it 
at the, at the premiere. I was at the premiere. Me and, me and Dean from the comedy duo, I mean. You were in the comedy duo with Jack and Dean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we're they do stuff on video? Yeah, we do, yeah. On yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Sketch comedy. Yeah. yeah. You, you have dinner with Ron Howard recently. Yeah. Well, that was, How was, that that? was a while ago. I've been in one of your sketches. You have, yeah. And my yeah. own son didn't recognise me. <laughs> <laughs> it was real. I had a cameo in one of your yeah. videos. I and mean, it's such a good joke as well. You're playing Dean's inner critic. That's right. And some people just don't quite get that how funny that joke is. And it's always good. He's my child. I mean, he didn't recognise my voice and I, we should point out incidentally the only reason I know you is because my child was, you a, know, fan. was a fan yeah, yeah so anyway so there we go that's a weird one so yeah okay so I've got Rise of Skywalker at number so, yeah. seven you've got I've got uh, Rise of Skywalker at number yeah, but, no, 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 uh, well, but you've got I've Revenge, got Revenge of the Sith at yeah. number seven because I think all the prequels you know, okay, okay, fine. They're all just a bit, but I think Revenge of the Sith is like the one with the most story and the most interesting stuff yeah. happens. But it still has some weird thing, like the bit when he goes, "I." This is again, this has all been talked to death. But the bit when he goes, "I have the high ground, I win," that's never been established in any <laughs> Star Wars ever. And yet, for some reason, when people talk about the Last Jedi and all the things that the Last Jedi does with the Force and the things that it introduces with the Force and whatever, they're like, oh, that's never been established before. But it's the Force. It's a magical thing. It can develop and change however you see fit. What, you mean it's not real? It's a fictional thing that can be changed by writers? I don't know about oh my how people God. see it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Did I know. you know there was a ruling? Um, this is a real thing. There was a ruling in the UK, not this in the not too distant right? part, yeah, in which they ruled that that um, that Jedi. uh, Je- Je- Jediism is not a religion. <laughs> it actually was it was ruled real that it is, that human adults yes, had to sit around and talk, talk, about, talk that. about whether or not Jediism is a religion, because obviously, therefore, it means is it tax exempt? But it was it, it, it has been decided officially by law that being a Jedi is not an official religious position. Yeah, but in America, being a Scientologist is, <laughs> and that I think tells you everything you need to know. Oh, and incidentally, if you are a Scientologist. Don't send me an angry letter. Just unsubscribe, okay? <laughs> You're in the wrong. I'm in the right. We're never going to meet in the middle. Just go away and bother somebody else, all right? Just, was... just to be absolutely clear. This is so unpredictable. I didn't expect that a Scientology thing to come up during this Star Wars discussion. I think I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah, well, you at know. least some originals happening in this Star yeah, Wars. Okay, discussion. fine. Just, just to be absolutely clear, I have no time for Scientology. It's a cult. <laughs> You know, it's a science fiction author finding a tax dodge. And if you are a member of it, and what's a, you know, respect for everyone's religion, get stuffed, okay? <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. Please don't write to me. Uh, Moving I, on. I have Rise of Skywalker next. So okay, so at number six, you yeah, have Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And so I, I think I would have... I'm feeling a lot of stuff about Rise of Skywalker at the moment. And it's, it's almost like a courtesy that it's there. I'm like, I wanted to put it lower than Revenge of the Sith, but I like would rather watch Rise of Skywalker because okay. it's technically a beautifully made piece of cinema. Okay. It, is, it is, yes. It is so beautifully put together. J.J. Abrams has got a voice for cinema. He knows how to move a camera he knows where to block people he knows all that stuff he gets decent performances out of people i think that daisy ridley especially is it's her best performance out of all the star wars movies i think she's yeah, like she's great every single one of her lines every single bit of emotion hits um i think that in some of the other ones that she's in the other two um sometimes she's a bit shaky on some on some moments personally i find that uh but God, yes, it's pants. And that is such a great way of talking about it. It's so pants. And it just is a slap in the face. It is, I don't care what Chris Terrio and JJ Abrams say 
after the fact about the fact that there were so many things that were cut out and the moment where she hears all the Jedi voices, it was supposed to be cameos from all the other people. Doesn't matter. That wouldn't have made it any better. It would, actually, I, when, I, when I heard the, the voice, I was, always, I was predicting it to be, you know, like the bit in um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows when he's surrounded by all the ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was predicting that that would be a moment in Rise of Skywalker where she'd be, you know, Mace Windu and stuff would be there and she'd be like, who are you? Like, she doesn't know any of these people, but they'd be there, like, because everyone in the audience knows who they are. But, I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was just a voice thing. I was like, oh, that's a classy way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I quite enjoyed that. But holy crap, the, the reversal of Ray being from nowhere is maybe... I, I, I was like, there's no way they're going to Yeah, do but it. you and I completely on the same page about this. Incidentally, yeah. if you're a regular listener, you will have heard this. But if you're not, go back to a couple of podcasts ago when Jack and I did a... a, a um, you know, we, we were talking about exactly this kind of Ray from Nowhere issue. Yeah, um, and, and it, it deeply, deeply upsets me. I think it says so much about who they're making the film for. I think that they've basically taken it away from the hands of a new generation who could have accepted it as like, a, oh, I can be a Jedi, anyone can be special, and they've put it back into the hands no, you can't. of the older, yeah, exactly. of the no, older generation can, yeah. who've gone, no, you're the important I know, ones. I know, I know, I know. I, I, you and I feel exactly the same way about this. The I moment, wish I didn't care. The moment at the end of Rise of Sky, <laughs> the moment at the end of Last Jedi when the kid holds the thing up, which yeah. I loved, yeah. and I just love that idea that it doesn't matter where you're from, mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you are, and Ray from Nowhere was my favourite character, and Ray from Somewhere is my least favourite because yeah. I'm so disappointed it's not Rachel. Yeah, I, I, it upsets me now when I see pictures of her and I'm like, I know who you are now and I don't like it. Um, and I, yeah, all that stuff is one of the big, something that's not being discussed enough in, about Rise of Skywalker. This is the last There's thing I'll something say. something that hasn't been discussed enough about This is Rise something that hasn't been discussed enough. Wow. Here we go. Okay. I swear this hasn't been discussed enough. Okay. But, um, and this is the last thing I'll say about it and then we'll move on. I'll yeah, be yeah, here yeah. all day. Yeah, I think it's going to be a surprise for you next anyway. <laughs> no, no, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in uh, The Rise of Skywalker, Poe Dameron says, when we, we had this the Battle of Crait uh, and no one showed up and, and, and I, I mean, there was no hope in the galaxy, no one came to help us. Mm. Mm, Poe, yes they did. Luke Skywalker <laughs> came and single-handedly... That's right, yes, won. Won against all those 80-80s yeah, and inspired hope in the universe. Although technically he wasn't actually there. Mm, but that's the thing, is like, but that's, isn't that, that's the brilliance of it because yeah, we no, got I to know. see... We, it's the Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. to see behind the curtain yeah. and see the man that he was, but he got to become the legend that he always... Yeah. No, I, yeah. Listen, I completely oh. agree with you because I love that ending. I love that thing. And the moment when it, when I realised uh, I did the same thing, and I know that when you watch it again, you go, "No footprints." Yeah, so brilliant. It's such a brilliant piece of filmmaking because yeah. you don't notice it the genius. first time. Absolutely, genius. and it, it bothers me because the ending of the the Last Jedi is that hope has been inspired in the universe. Those kids that you're talking yeah, about, yeah, they're yeah, all exactly. telling the story, yeah. but they're telling the versions of the story that we think we should have got. Like the fanboys that hate it. They wanted that version of the story. They wanted Luke Skywalker to come out and single-handedly take on yeah. the whole of the, the First Order. But he can't do that because he's just a man. But he can use all of his also, power. Also, he's on an island in Scotland. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> island. An island in an island. An island, I beg your pardon. Um, but that really bothers me because it starts the rise of Skywalker in a place that The Last Jedi didn't leave it. And then not only does it do that, it then continues to do that by... <laughs> Kylo Ren being like, uh, well, they were no one because they chose to be. That's the way around it. Oh, like proper. If I was Ryan Johnson watching that, I don't know how I'd feel because like me as just a fan who'd invested in this story, because I, we're quite similar. We didn't, weren't that into Star Wars until The Force Awakens. No, absolutely, yeah. So I feel like I've been lured in 
and now I feel embarrassed that I like <laughs> it, I cared so much about it in 2015, and now here we are in 2020, and I know what the end of the story is, and I feel like why on earth did I give myself like why did I let myself be excited and care about that thing when you were just gonna fuck me over? Like that's how it felt watching that stuff. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. People can say what they like about Star Wars, and believe me, I've been sniffing enough about it in the past, but the fact is... It, the level of personal investment is really important. And this brings me now to, okay, so nine, I was Attack of the Clones, eight, Phantom Menace, seven, Rise of Skywalker. You were nine, Phantom, Phantom Menace, Menace, eight, Attack of the, Attack Clones, of the Clones, seven, Revenge of the, Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And at number six, you Rise had... Rise of Skywalker. And I have Return of the Jedi. Okay. Because I think that Return of the Jedi is not as good as Revenge of the Sith, which I have at number five. And I'll wow. tell you, And I'll tell you why. And this is absolutely to do with that, you know, the personal thing, okay? So, I remember seeing Clerks when it first came out, and there's the whole conversation in Clerks about Empire versus Jedi, and there's the famous line, which I think is the, probably the best thing Kevin uh, Smith ever wrote, which <laughs> was, it's just a bunch of Muppets. And, 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 and he's right, it is just a bunch of Muppets. And it does have the ending with the dancing in heaven, you yeah. know, w- 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 CGI version, whichever version you want, it has that ending, okay? Yes. And it is just a bunch of Muppets. Uh, there's a lovely story that David Lynch was offered to, to direct it. Mm. And, uh, he, was and he was taken, like, I can't do this. He got a headache. He was taken. To, <laughs> he said he got to Skywalker Ranch and he got a headache the moment he arrived there. And then he had lunch with George Lucas and his headache got worse and worse. And then George Lucas started showing him all the, all the characters and he said he just thought he was going to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he had to say, I can't, I can't do this. And this is why I keep saying to Mark Jenkins, have they offered you a Star Wars yet? Because you make a good film. You know, at some point they'll offer you a Star Wars. The thing for me is, Return of the Jedi is, you know, it's 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 a, it's a bit like blah, blah, blah. it's a bit like a New Hope again. Okay, now Revenge of the Sith, and believe me, I was I really down on all the prequels, so I was surprised that Revenge of the Sith came in at number five for me and not, you know, at number seven. I remember really clearly how upset my son was mm-hmm. at uh, Anakin has killed younglings. And I think it's there's there is something at least Revenge of the Sith actually does something dark, and there it's a bit out of nowhere though. 
it is a bit out of nowhere, and the film itself is baggy and all over the place. But two things. Firstly, the score is brilliant. Obviously. No, but not obviously, because, you know, there's a, there's an assumption that all Star Wars scores are great, but the Revenge of the Sith score is actually really great. Mm-hmm. And the the... The, I think that there is something about the beginning of the transition that is actually genuinely much darker than I thought it was at the time. And I think it, it, may, it may even come down to Anakin has killed younglings. But the idea of that is so horrible. It's the first moment in any of those things up until that point that you get the sense of, oh, my God, this is actually nasty. Mm-hmm. And then they end up fighting on the lava, and I don't care so much. Yeah. And you know, and then loses all his legs. He loses all his legs, gets the bucket upon his head, and blah 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 blah. But I do think that there is, at its core, something. Yeah. And I think it's a technically all over the place. I think it's baggy. I think George Lucas couldn't direct traffic. Mm-hmm. But I think there is <laughs> something about that central idea that, yeah. for me, puts it above Return of the Jedi in that it has got a heart, a dark heart in there. Whereas Return of the Jedi. I think that, He's a bunch of Muppets. I, I think you're right, and I think that this is what I think a lot of the fans of the prequels have been holding on to, is that the central story and the idea of it is really interesting. Yes, it is a good... the execution of it isn't great. It is all over but the place. I think that... Re- so, I have Return of the Jedi next. After okay. Rise of Skywalker, Return okay, of the Jedi. Okay, so in fact, we're kind of in... We're, we're in, in a similar in place. Yeah. And, but Return of the Jedi, for me, is like... I think the beginning is pretty fun. Like, the, the speed races, or whatever they are, I can't remember what they're called, but where they're speeding through the forest, has aged pretty well. Like, I don't think it's, it's been enhanced much by CGI, or if at all. Um, and I think it's pretty fun and exciting still. Then it slows down, and yeah, there's a bunch of Muppets in it. But then I think the ending conflict with him and Vader is still pretty compelling. Like okay. it's, it lasts a lot longer than you think it does. Like, it goes on for a while with yeah. them two just facing off against each other. It really gives it space. Um, so I think, I think it's the baggiest of the original uh, trilogy, but I think it is the... Uh, I think it is better than Revenge of the yeah, Sith. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably is better, but I actually, the more I think about Revenge of the Sith, the more, the more I think it's a better... It's a better film than I gave it credit for, and mm-hmm. I'm just aware it's very easy to just knock all the uh, all the prequels into the rubbish category. And if yeah. and uh, and again, I think it's that thing about seeing seeing the, the the movie with different eyes, seeing the effect. I mean, I have to confess this about Jojo Rabbit. When people tell me how much Jojo Rabbit affected them, I have to look at the film slightly differently because it didn't affect me in that way. Yeah. But I, you know, I have next. Actually, I have now actually gone back and watched Revenge of the Jet, Revenge of the Sith, because you know there was a whole thing originally that when Return of the Jedi was coming out, it was announced as being called Revenge of the Jedi. Correct. So it was originally called Return of the Jedi, and then they changed it to Revenge Re- of the Jedi. And, then and, there, was a, and did, there was a trailer, and then Lucas and then did Lucas this whole like, thing about no. saying Jedi don't ever get. Yeah. So there was that's really kind of it's it's weird that those two things. I, get. But I, I also like like Return of the Jedi is a classic Star Wars title as well because. It reveals why it's called that, and it's re- it, because it's about Darth Vader. Mm. And I like that. It's it's. I, I just like that title being. It's the same as like the Last Jedi, is confirmed that it's about Rey. Yeah. Like it, because Luke gives her yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I, I just like that it's got some. It's got poetic sort of like meaning to it. Yeah. Whereas Revenge of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. is just. It's because we called one Return of the Jedi. We're going to call this one <laughs> Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. So, it, and, and, and it feels a little bit less like it's actually about what yeah. the film's about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there was something else going on in Jedi. I never noticed it till today. They build another Death Star, right? Yeah. 
Now, the first one was completed and fully operational before the Rebels destroyed it. Luke blew it up. Give credit where credit's due. And the second one was still being built when they blew it up. Compliments of Lando Calrissian. Something just never sat right with me that second time around. I could never put my finger on it, but something just wasn't right. And you figured it out. The first Death Star was manned by the Imperial Army. The only people on board were stormtroopers, dignitaries, Imperials. Basically. So when they blew it up, no problem. Evil's punished. And the second time around? The second time around, it wasn't even done being built yet. It was still under construction. So? So a construction job of that magnitude would require a hell of a lot more manpower than the Imperial Army had to offer. I bet they brought independent contractors in on that thing. Plumbers, aluminum siders, roofers. And not just Imperials, is that what you're getting at? Exactly. Now, interestingly enough, we, we have the same pack to play from as we yes, get we to do. the top four. Top four, here so we go. at number four. A so new hope. Yeah, Aww. well done. Yeah, I was yes. going to say at the same time. Yes. Well done. You a new hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that A New okay. Hope isn't as good as people... Like, I it's think, fine. I think it's fine. Like, it's really messy. It's really weirdly constructed. Like, you follow those droids for way too long. And, like, like, like why are we following these? Why do they separate at the beginning? George, why did you write that? Like, it's such a bizarre thing to, 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 to do at the very start of your film. Um... <laughs> it, it is yeah, but you're all over the place. You're imagining a, le a level of narrative coherence <laughs> that is really not. No, you know. and and um, I always wonder about how much when Lucas was making Star Wars, how much he genuinely did have everything because it was never called Episode Four until the no, re-release. It was just called Star Wars. Yeah, it was called Star Wars, and then the Episode Four was a you know was it, it was a nineties thing. Yeah, it must have been called A New Hope. Was it not called A New Hope even? Was it just Star Wars? It was just called Star Wars. So the, when did the New Hope thing happen? It must have been the 90s. I think it must have been when they were doing One of the, the video releases. Yeah, it, I, I've got to imagine it was on the... on okay. the, When they knew they were going to do prequels, I imagine they, they, they did it yeah. then. Because it was always called Star Wars. So, okay, fine. So I think Star Wars is fine. Uh, when, when the reissues happened, I went to see it in the cinema. And I thought, this is good romping fun. When it first came out, of course, I didn't like it because I was in that period of my life when it was, you know, Solaris, Silent Running, Soil and Green, Science Fiction Begins, Films Beginning with S. Yeah. Um, that were clever. And, 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 space you know, Odyssey. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't like, you know, laser guns in space. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't particularly interested in Buck Rogers. And I thought it was very silly. Mm -hmm. um, and then I grew out of that and I sort of thought, oh, actually, you know, it's, you know, it's it's a good fun, yeah. You know, nineteen thirties, forties serial and romp. There's, there's, there's things as well that like, that it is fun to watch, but there are things in it that are like odd. Like Luke is so whiny, and there's a bit <laughs> in it right where he has to find out that his uncle, his aunt and uncle, have been killed, yeah. right? And he zooms back to his house, sees skeletons on the floor. And then zooms back the other way and then mourns with Obi-Wan. He's like, oh, they're dead. It's, it's so bizarrely put together that it, it's aged so badly in so many ways that I can't watch it now with any sense of, like, escapism. Because I didn't like it when I was a kid. Right. But I think if you watch it as a kid and you grow up with it, there's, like, a sense of nostalgia. Like you, there's, a, there's a warmth to it that you watch and you just feel safe when you're watching it. I don't have that, so I watch it very objectively as, a, as an entertaining film. And I'm like, no, not really. It's a bit all over the place. I think that the, the things that people say about The Force Awakens being basically a remake of A New Hope, I'm like, yeah, it is, but I think it's a better version of it. Okay, and which in that go. case brings us to... Number, number three, three, The Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. <laughs> Electrical overload. I can fix that. Coolant's leaking. Try transferring auxiliary power to secondary, secondary tank. tank. I got it. Chewie, come on! Mm. <laughs> I need help with this giant hairy thing! Stop moving! You hurt Chewie, you're gonna deal with me! Hurt him? 
He almost killed me six times! Which is fine. This hyperdrive blows are gonna be pieces of us in three different systems. What'd you do? I bypassed the compressor. Fantastic. Well done. Well done. This is, this is great. This is... Okay, so yeah, Force Awakens is better than Star Wars. I think it is, yeah. Because um, it, it makes more sense, and it's, it's, better, it's better directed, it is. and it's got a better script, yep. and it zip-zang booms along, it's so and it was exciting. the first Star Wars film that actually made me think, oh, I really like this. I get it now. And I the way that I'm there. the Rise of Skywalker, to me, plays out fully like a fan film. It feels like a committee of Twitter and Reddit users wrote The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I think that The Force Awakens was a little bit panned for feeling a bit nostalgic-y and, you know, and things like that. I didn't bother me at all. Like, no, the pan to the Millennium Falcon. Chewie, we're home. Like, yeah, they're, they're all that stuff. It loved made it. sense. Like, it felt... It didn't feel too much like... Like, the pan to the um, the Millennium Falcon and it going... Doo -doo 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 -doo, yeah. When you first see it again is, like, exciting. Yeah. But the moment in The Rise of Skywalker when you find out that Chewie is safe and it's played, the music is telling you this is heroic, but he's also been captured and he's a prisoner. It's like, this is so conflicting, because you just want me to be grateful that he's alive, yeah. but he is still in danger, but now I don't feel like he is in danger because you've told me he's fine. Yeah. It's, like, but the thing, okay, but the that, thing, that's the difference between the those thing, films. But the thing with Rise of Skywalker, and I think you, you were the person, oh, back. you coined this phrase, which was, Ryan Johnson would have killed Chewbacca. That was my friend Sammy that said okay, that. Okay, fine, well, that... was you quote me, but I, I was like, the thing that I said was, it's a trilogy without a second part. Yeah, no, that's right, but I did, I cited you in both, but it, I absolutely, Ryan Johnson would have killed Chewbacca. Yeah, he would. And yeah. that was, it was the moment when, he's dead, no, he's not. And that that's wipe I mean, the memory. No, he hasn't. That's the rise of Skywalker. He's dead. No, he's back. No consequences. She's dead. Oh no, she's fine. Do you know this is the thing as well that frustrating about it is that there clearly is a thing in the first act of Rise of Skywalker of Rey being afraid of who she is. Like yeah. Leia point blank says it to her, yeah. and there's a whole bit when they go under the sand and they meet that brilliant like snaky worm yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Like I can't tell if it's a puppet or CGI, but it looks amazing. Yeah. And then she approaches it with kindness and heals it. And that to me was just like, oh, if you approach things that seem dangerous and treat it with love and care, they may not. And the same thing goes with that little robot who's like, yeah. please don't, no, no, the, the new one that's yeah, voiced yeah, yeah. by J.J. Abrams. Like, it's okay, you're oh, with that, us now. I, didn't I, think it's, I think it is, yeah. Okay. Which my mate pointed out is so brilliant that the moment when, um, I think it's when someone dies or C-3PO gets his memory wiped or something like that. And gets it back. Yeah, and gets it back. Uh, the little robot goes, sad which is the director telling you what the scene should feel like uh brilliant uh, but yeah like that moment when ray is meeting things that are nervous of her or they they've been mistreated or they seem evil and then she treats them with kindness i was like okay we're going somewhere with this she's afraid that that's what she is yeah. but then it never comes to fruition it's like all this thematic stuff that's there that i'm like why is it there then <laughs> why did you do that <laughs> like, i know that you're going oh she might go to the dark side but i never believed that she would she was always just nice yeah. anyway okay um, so force it, awakens, force is awakens three. It's, yeah, it's really good so now okay so here we go. The, so the chance, do you want to do it together? I do, yeah. Okay, on, so it's a, it's a number two, and I'll go three, two, one, okay? At number two, three, two, one, last Empire Jedi. Strikes Back. Ah! <laughs> See, I, okay, fine. And, but I've, I, had, I, I wrestled I had a, with this. I, I wrestled with this. I think okay. the, I, the, right, okay, so I think this top three, I could maybe even put Force Awakens above Empire Strikes Back, and I could maybe put Empire Strikes Back above The Last Jedi on different days. I think Force Awakens would always be three, but Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back at one and two, and I really did wrestle with this. And I, I part of me just went, 
I want you know I want to put Last Jedi because it'll annoy people. <laughs> um, but but I and I that's my job. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Last but, Jedi but, is number one. But, deal but, with but, it. But, so that's it. But it but, okay. So I think the thing is, we are both agreed that it is a uh, it, that that they are interchangeable. Yes. they are both the best the best of what star wars is okay so let's do it let's do empire first okay, okay. so empire of the of the early i mean this, this, there's nothing controversial about this no. it's the best one it is it's the one that has that makes sense it's the one that's emotionally engaging it's the one that's got something like memorable at mm-hmm. the heart of it and it's the one that makes you go oh yeah Actually, this stuff has got heft mm-hmm. and and you know interesting ideas to it, and it's a really it's and it's got twists and turns. Like the, the moment that always still gets me is when the doors open and Darth Vader's just in the room and Lando has led them to Darth Vader, yeah. and I, I'm always like, oh, like, I always forget <laughs> that like it, hap- it just happens. Like it, it's it's really really great, and they turn they make Darth Vader so much more scary than he is in yeah. A New Hope. Yeah, it's so much better shot and and put together. It still holds up, and thank God the. Um, re-releases haven't messed with Empire as much as they messed with the New Hope. What, what have they done with it? it In Empire, yeah, there's they... like one sweeping shot through uh, uh, Lando's planet. I can't remember where he lives. Uh, it's gone out of my head. Please okay. forgive me, Star Wars nerds. But there's one <laughs> sweeping shot where it like sweeps through like the, the city okay. and it's like this very CGI shot and okay. it just cuts to 80s filmmaking again. And I'm like, why did you... What, what's that about? <laughs> like, why, why do you think that's made your film better? Um, but I think that it's it's great. The introduction of Yoda, is, like, is you have to remind yourself now. You're not supposed to know that that's Yoda. Like when I, when I watched it with my sister recently, yeah, no, she hadn't point. seen it before. I was yeah. like, you're not supposed to know that's Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, and because then he reveals himself throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you know my father? You don't even know who I am. No, I don't even know what I'm doing here. We're wasting our time. I cannot teach him. Boy has no patience. You will learn patience. Hmm. <clears throat> Much anger in him. Like his father. Was I any different when you taught me? <clears throat> There's not ready. Yoda. And this is another thing that leads me into sort of the Last Jedi territory is People complaining about Luke Skywalker being a bit different in The Last Jedi. Imagine if you watched them in narrative order and you're introduced to Yoda in the prequels, who's this very calm, you know, mm. reserved character who occasionally breaks out yeah, and yeah. flips around. And my, my Dean's dad yeah. has the best joke about that when Yoda... Dean from this, Jack and Dean that you did. Dean from Jack and Dean, yeah. His dad makes an amazing joke about this, that like when he's limping around with his little cane and then all of a sudden he whips out a lightsaber and he's jumping all over the place, yeah. Dean's dad goes, tax dodging bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, like, you, imagine if you saw him and then you saw him in Empire. Yeah. You'd be like, they've ruined Yoda. Like, it, yeah, yeah. But also that but that that thing always reminds me of um, that thing in the Prestige, when the twist is it's not what's on stage. The mm-hmm. twist is off stage. Mm-hmm. The twist is he's not that guy. He's not mm-hmm. the old guy. He can actually he's he's Baby Yoda jumping yeah. around. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Baby so, Yoda. <laughs> oh god, that's a weird one. And again, you know, that's the, the whole Laura. Dirt. Anyway, let's, let's not even go there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So fine. I think that Empire is great. I feel more immediately passionate at the moment about Last Jedi because it's more recent. Yeah, me too. And because I think that in terms of the the, the radical ideas that it has, the 
I just the more I think about it, and again, you were very uh, on top of this. You were the person who said the further we, the further away we get from it, the more we appreciate what it did. Mm-hmm. And I reviewed it in the paper, and I think I gave it four stars. And I think that nowadays, I think just in terms of the the, I mean, there, I still think there are things. I'd, I'd give it four. I think yeah, it's, I there think are that, still things in it that are a bit shonky, and yeah. you know, the gambling planet stuff. That's that stuff. That, like it doesn't work because like Finn's being explained what how to feel about war, but he's a guy who grow who grew up as a stormtrooper. And surely he should have more feelings and opinions on this. So that feels a little bit like yeah, that yeah. feels a bit off to yeah. me. So there are things that are wrong with it, but the things that are right with it, and this is actually the same with Empire. The things that are right with it are so right that yeah. it does. So in terms of if you're actually talking about moving the narrative forward, mm-hmm. and then I think the response that Last Jedi got from the from the people that don't like it, and the kind of unwriting of it. It, you know, there was a whole thing about there was a petition at one point to get Disney to remove Last Jedi from, from the, the official canon. Star Wars canon. And in a way, um, they've got it. They did it. That's yeah. what Rise of Skywalker did. It yeah. kind of, it kind of went. It's all right. It's Great. fine. Now yeah. nobody's happy. Now, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, that's right. Now everyone's pissed off. <laughs> but I still think that there are things in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, just visual things. I think the. In the, Rise of Skywalker, in, uh, in, in uh, Last, Last Jedi. Jedi, I think that you know the the salt planet with the with the red underfoot. So I just good. think that's that will stay with me for a long time. It's also like it, it, it's basically this is my problem with with people's uh, my problem with people's problems with the Last Jedi is Luke Skywalker. I think that what did you want like at the end of Force Awakens for her to hand him the 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 lightsaber and for him to go great let's go fight because that's right, like, let's save the what, universe like what and people wanted him and i think jj wanted him to be on this island and studying the ancient ways of the jedi that's not compelling that's not interesting drama that's there's nothing happening there but making him this bitter old man who's basically well, i like the metatextual narrative which is that he's seen the prequels and gone <laughs> fuck this shit like and also he's right because <laughs> like the Jedi are not cool in in that, and and he's he basically talks about there's that speech where he says at the height of their power they um, made way for Darth Sidious, and then yeah. it was a Jedi who trained Darth Vader. Like they fucked up. Like yeah. he's he's like he's point blank talking about how the Jedi haven't got a great legacy. Yeah, and the film is addressing that, which is interesting. But also, Luke Skywalker is still a scared little boy who needs to learn a lesson from a little green alien. And that's what happens. He meets Ray, dismisses her entirely, doesn't want anything to do with her. The little green alien shows up and goes, you need to learn a lesson. <laughs> and he goes, damn it, you're right. And he's still, and that's, that's it. And that, yeah. how can you be mad that he's still Luke Skywalker in the exact same way he was in Empire? Why? Because people are crazy. I want to see him lift the, the X-Wing out of the water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to see that. Shut up. Like, there's so much more interesting stuff happening. I failed you, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm sure you are. The resistance is dead. The war is over. And when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. All right, so look, what I think is amazing is actually how close our lists were. Yeah. So, do you want to do? Should we just recap? So, Go ahead. so for me, nine Attack of the Clones. Me, the Phantom Menace. Eight for me, Phantom Menace. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Clones. Seven for me, Rise of Skywalker. Revenge of the Sith. Six for me, Return of the Jedi. Me, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Five, Revenge of the Sith. Me, Return of the Jedi. Four, 
Star Wars. Star Wars or A New Hope. Hope yeah. Three, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. And then two for me, Last Jedi and one, Empire Strikes Back. And, and for you... Empire Strikes Back and then The Last Jedi. I think we're on very similar pages. I think we're on the right side of history, Mark. I, wa- I want to ask you one last question Please. before we sort of finally put this to bed. One of the things that I always thought was the fun, one of the funniest jokes in Star Wars, which nobody other than me ever seemed to f- f- seemed to find funny, was that Mace Windu falls out of a window. <laughs> Am I the only person who thought that that was a funny thing? No, that is funny. It's, nobody because it's a language about, joke. I know. It's you just, have to say it. It's like Mace Windu went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right. <laughs> well, thanks. Like I said, get in touch. Let us know what you know what your list would be. Canonical only, please. You can uh, tweet me at Kermode Movie. You can tweet Jack at Jack Howard. How did you get your? I tried to go for at Mark Kermode. Mate, it? Okay. I was on, I was on Twitter. You were early. you were an early early adopter, Twitter. Uh, early I couldn't believe it. I never get Jack Howard anywhere. No. Okay. Uh, so yeah. at Jack Howard or at Kermode Movie, and uh, let us know what your uh, what your order would be. And let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also go to the Patreon page. Um, you just Google uh, Kermode on Film and Patreon. It will take you there. And then there's exclusive video stuff, and uh, you know, just more more general hanging more out. More of it. More of it. But with, with me <laughs> and Jack. more of it. Yeah. And Mace Windu falling out the window. <laughs> Let's never talk about Star Wars again. Ever again. Okay. Well, there we are. That was me and Jack Howard ranking the nine official canon Star Wars movies from the very worst to the very best. How do you think we did? I'm sure you have your own lists. Let me know. You can get in touch through Twitter. It's at Kermode Movie. If you've enjoyed the podcast, remember to subscribe and tell your friends. And why not visit our Patreon page, which has a load of additional content, including some exclusive video. Thanks for listening. Keep watching the skies. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.